0: Pro ball sport. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forty.
1: And now here's
0: the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We got all kinds of things to talk about today. Did you see what Mark Stoops had to say about Georgia?
2: Uh, Highlights, yeah.
0: A little bit. Got any problem with that?
2: That's a little bitter.
0: Could it be the truth, though?
2: Well, it's the truth, but it's like what were they doing wrong
0: it was, it was almost like a fundraising pitch in a lot of ways like
2: hey if we want to be georgia we need to
0: kind of do it's, what
2: they're doing and well, what usc's doing and what all the big big dogs are doing
0: talk about that Yep. Um, man if you haven't been following and i'm sure a lot of people haven't but big 12 men's match play on the golf course down in houston this week one rider Cowan has been awesome. He was able to qualify to play on the team last week, and then you know, in the qualifiers or what have you. He's played all four matches playing right now as well, and he has just played fantastic. We'll tell you all about that. Gonna let Jared gloat. Talk about the major league baseball playoffs and let Jared gloat. But also put a little truth serum in him. Jim's truth serum. We'll have to kind of go back and forth with that. Houston showed why they're the why why they're the Astros yesterday, and just a beat down in Minnesota. One step closer to you know what, Jared? Burrito time. What was the bet? This that Houston that Minnesota would not beat Houston. Houston, I had Houston oh. in the ALCS.
2: Okay, well, you we can get your burrito. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Wait till Friday.
2: I won't be here. By the way, you know that right
0: oh that's right yeah okay we'll wait till Monday don't do it tomorrow
2: I can't tomorrow or Tuesday
0: I can't but not tomorrow <laughs> we get free stuff tomorrow uh so we'll talk Houston Ranger Strows looks like it's coming up that's going to be a lot of fun on the text line back and forth will the Braves get to play another home game question on the board? Also, the Dodgers. Are they now just kind of a regular season team? Have some of the losses that they've incurred throughout the years turned them away from really a postseason team? Just uh, one of those that racks up a bunch of wins. I got some interesting stats. Do you want one? Do we want a stat? See if people can get it?
2: Like a stat trivia question? Yeah. Go for it.
0: Okay. It's a baseball. So Corey Seager has now reached safely three times, three or more times in five straight games, okay? So he's been on base at least three times in five straight playoff games. That ties the longest streak in baseball history. It ties him with three other dudes. Can you tell me who the three other dudes are? So once again, Corey Seager has now reached base safely at least three times in five straight playoff games. That ties the longest streak ever. It ties him with three other guys. Uh, We can talk about some high school football rankings. i found all three polls interesting around the state. What are the best games in the area? What are the best games in the state? Also, large school fast pitch tomorrow. They, kind of, they did what the, the small school did as far as the schedule, but a little different. Really? Yeah, they go Fire Lake, Fire Lake, OU, as oh. opposed to Fire Lake, Fire Lake, OSU. They haven't
2: torn down the... Uh,
0: Marita Hines. It's still, still there. It's still there. And one uh, local team will be participating tomorrow in that. Uh, obviously, some high school football. And then, I'll tell you, listen, if you're worried about a drop-off... With Big Elk football, don't be for the next few years after what I've been able to watch in the junior high ranks this year. It continued last night as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Get a call, choose a text, talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225 225- Nine six nine eight. If you're going to be outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. Log on to KADSAM.com or download the app. The app has got it all. Radio Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News. Hit the website last night at midnight. Check out the brand new deals online, thepennynews.com. Also the print edition of the Penny News. It will be out in some locales tonight. By tomorrow morning, you can find it wherever you find the Penny News on a weekly basis. Big Elk and Paragon TV. Is everybody playing tomorrow? I think, I know Elk City and Merritt are playing tomorrow.
2: That's a great question.
0: Let me look up, I'll look up Hollis. But anyhow, Big Elk and Paragon TV on the air tomorrow for sure uh, with the Big Elks, for sure with Merritt. And then also I think probably Hollis as well will be on the air tomorrow the 12th. Yep, Hollis at Beaver. So the Tigers go to Beaver. Merritt Oilers travel to what is that about uh 423 11 miles west for the battle for beckham county
2: man it's wednesday we haven't even said that
0: i have i oh, said it on well i said it on the sports report at least oh good yeah the battle for beckham county it's hard to make it stick if you don't ring it out jerry keep Jared.
2: saying the battle of or for? I thought you always said for. The bat—the battle for Beckham County?
0: The battle of Beckham County.
2: The Beckham County battle?
0: It was always the battle of Beckham we gotta County. we
2: got to figure this out and copyright it. And make sure we get credit Beckham for County it.
0: Beckham County battle. I like the battle for Beckham County.
2: The battle for Beckham County?
0: I like it. Oh, that sounds good. Merritt and Sayre. And then the Elks travel to Chickasha tomorrow night to take on the Fighting Chicks. Another big game. Could essentially lock up a playoff spot in a lot of ways if you're able to knock off Chickasha because of the tie breaks that then you would have over Chickasha and Cash with Weatherford going to Cash and then Weatherford coming here next week. Lots of So lots to be decided in 4A1 outside of maybe the top spot and the bottom two spots. Uh, how everything shakes out in the middle is still way up for grabs in 4A and District 1. And that is 1. very
2: important when it comes to matching up with potential opponents in the playoffs – and traveling or hosting it's i mean there's a lot up for grabs a lot up for grabs and clinton yeah. still has to take care of business too let's not just go ahead and write them in as the winner they I'm still going to. they still got to win <laughs> I go still got to do some stuff
0: I'm going to do it oh also but did you
2: notice that uh, i caught wind of this like yesterday they're playing guyman clinton
0: is that's right
2: non-district game and they've already said that ah, the jb's playing them they're not going to play their starters
0: I mean, last time we saw Guyman, why would they?
2: (laughs) I think Guyman's gotten some wins this year. I don't know who they've played, though. You know, they're not in the OSSAA, so they're playing a lot of teams from that area in Kansas and Colorado Mm -hmm. and and north panhandle of Texas. But they've gotten some wins. I just don't know who.
0: And, of course, we'll have Coach Maynard here in just a little bit as well. 9.45. It
2: will be Coach Maynard.
0: I think so. Good. I didn't get any.
2: I don't know how how much I could take a Johnny. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: kidding. Now good, good. That'll be good. We should take a poll of how everybody is traveling to Chickasha. Are they taking I forty and risking oh, that's good the idea. construction? Or are they gonna go down to one fifty two and over? What is the best bet? I forty to El Reno what's that highway that runs north-south 81 down to 81 or go to 152 and weave through the fine communities of Wachita and Caddo County to to the highway down to Chickasha to avoid construction what should we do what's the route we should take Two two five nine six nine eight. Let us know.
0: Yeah, what's everybody <laughs> doing? That's something that I didn't think about because
2: it just occurred to me this morning getting ready. I thought, wait a minute, and then when you put in the Google Maps, it actually took took me down to one fifty two as the first option.
0: Maybe because of that, Maybe because the the Google Maps understands the difficulty that can be that traffic.
2: Yeah. Anyways.
0: All right. Last night. The seventh and eighth grade football teams here got a chance to watch uh, the seventh grade game and the first half of the eighth grade game for I had to go.
2: They took on Altus. Altus.
0: And I know that uh, last year the eighth graders were defeated by Altus. Mm. Uh, They got revenge. Seventh grade won 40 to 6. Eighth grade got it done 28 to nothing. So now the seventh grade improves to six and one. The eighth grade seven and zero oh, with just cash left on the schedule. Uh, Tucker Lowry for the seventh grade had a couple of touchdowns. Resiah had a couple of touchdowns. Resiah Reese. Then on the eighth grade side, Riley Smith had a couple of touchdown runs. I know uh, Graham Eastham hit Hadley Brown for the first one in the first half on a pass, the corner of the end zone. So yeah, there's a uh, a lot to be still a lot of a lot of excitement. I think. Up and down, the you know it's it's not. We we've seen here a kind of some times where big senior classes moved on, and then there was a void left to be filled. I don't know if that's the way this is going to be, man. Feels like the Elk City's got them stacked in there, kind of class after class after class. So it's good stuff, very good stuff from the from the junior high team, Coach yeah. Green and all the assistants uh, that are down there. Saw Jay Mack up in the booth; he wasn't actually on the field. He was in the he was in the house up in the booth, kind of taking it easy.
2: He's really milking it, isn't he?
0: Yes, yeah. I don't think he's going to work all week. <laughs>
2: so. uh, well, I'm glad he was there. That's
0: good. Yeah, good stuff. Um, looking at the rankings this week in, in uh, high school football, I
2: haven't even found them.
0: So they, they like? were here. Here's through, through across all three publications: the AP, Tulsa World, and the and the Oklahoman. In four A. The poll, the teams were nearly identical and even kind of the slots a little bit. So both, all three had Poto number two, Wagner number one. So they all three had it that way. Then from three to six, they all three had the same teams, but maybe in a different order. And those same teams were Blanchard, Tuttle, Ada, and Newcastle. The well, I, th- I think two of them had Blanchard third, one of them actually had Ada third. So that's how that went. All three of them had Clinton 7, Cushing 8. And then all three had Tulsa McClain in the poll at either 9 or 10. Two of them had Bethany. The other had Salisal. So it was a pretty pretty agreeable poll in a lot of ways. Uh, Looking at the AP because that's the only one that has extra votes. Uh, the Elks were the last one that got votes. Weatherford was just in front of them, and I can't maybe Hildell or somebody like that had had some votes.
2: No, nah, just is I found the AP, which was one I really care about. I think I put a lot of stock in it. Uh, if the poll extended from ten to be Weatherford eleven, Harrod twelve, Elks. That's 3, what it was. Yeah, so yeah. I, knew,
0: I knew Weatherford was ahead of the Elks. And there's your McClean, right
2: there at ten. Yeah, first time they've been ranked in probably a very long time. Yeah. All right. How about any anybody else in the area looking? looking uh, Hinton
0: was ranked in Class A in a couple of them, like eight and ten, and not in another one. Not so much in the AP. So it must have They'd been the be other right
2: two. Right outside at eleven.
0: Yeah, that's it's. So they were eight, maybe Tulsa World was eight. Oklahoma was ten, and then eleven in the AP. Uh, Class B was really interesting because Tulsa World and AP. Well, they all had the same top three. It was like Sealing, Dewar, and who was third? Laverne. Laverne. So AP and Tulsa World had Shattuck four. Oklahoma had Shattuck 10th. So that was a big discrepancy there.
2: AP had Shattuck four.
0: Yeah. AP and Tulsa World had Shattuck four. 10th for uh, – that was one of the biggest discrepancies you really saw. And then in Class C, top three were the same in all of them. Uh, let's see, who was it? It's uh, Tipton, then Timberlake, then Ryan in all three. And then Mountain View Godibo was fourth and one, fifth and another, sixth and another. Looking through the polls yesterday. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, there, there's a bunch still left to be decided. But it looks like you know in, the, in those eight men, Northwest Oklahoma is going to be very, very well represented yeah. within Mountain View Godibo there as well. And then we'll see what Hollis could do coming out of that, that district because they're going to have chances. I uh, already had one against Laverne, have Shattuck later on, on, on the schedule. So, uh, there's going to be chances fun. to move up.
2: Eight-man's fun. You ever get a chance to witness an eight-man game? Go check it out.
0: Uh, big games in the district, obviously, this week there's two of them. Weatherford going to Cash, the Elks going to Chickasha. Those will be the two two games that really make that, – that kind of start deciding maybe some orders, maybe some playoff spots. You know, Weatherford could essentially wrap up a playoff spot after beating both Chickasha and Cash. The Elks are kind of in that same spot as well. Even with the three-way tie, if you have a win over both the teams you tie with, you obviously win that tie break. So that, that's, uh, for the two I-40 schools, chances to, to pretty well sew up a playoff spot and then you start figuring out what order you're going to be in if you can win tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, um, a lot still on the table. Like I mentioned earlier, it's it's very important to fight for uh, that two spot. And then again, I know you're more more wrapped up the district, but I you never know what could happen. Someone could get hurt. You're not wishing upon that, but something kooky can happen, and Clinton could slip up. You never know, but you got to. Put yourself in a good position to be in that spot. But it, but the way this matches up with 4A2, you really, really want You'd to You'd rather host. be at home. You want to host. <clears> You'd rather you not go to, to Tuttle or Blanchard. No.
0: Honestly, we thought that two years ago, and it probably would have been the best thing to go to Tuttle first. Probably. We end up playing Clinton in the finals.
2: <laughs> probably. Yeah, that would have been the better game. Um, but who would be – Who's uh, just top of my head without looking – Bethany, is Bethany three right now? No, Newcastle. New-
0: Newcastle oh. and Bethany and they Tuttle. To, they have yet to play, though. Newcastle, Bethany, Tuttle, all two and one.
2: Yeah, that is a lot to be decided there. Who yeah, could even because be-
0: Newcastle and Tuttle haven't played. Tuttle and Bethany have. So it may come down to that Newcastle-Tuttle game. And then, of course, so, so the last two games of the season, Newcastle goes to Tuttle and two Bethany. That'll that'll decide two, three, and four. Because it looks like you know Hera was a. I mean, how in the world are they getting votes in the AP poll? Are you kidding? Losing record in district one and three. Actually, it should be one and two because that, that Blanchard game's in there twice.
2: Is there a lot of respect for four a two? I think
0: well they started out they started out really good in the non district, and then they got to play teams and they've just gotten smoked. Yeah. by the good ones and they'll probably get it again this week against Newcastle but yeah that 4A2 and, and I even look even further so if you end up third which the Elks did two years ago you have to go two 4A2's number two then if you win that you play 4A3 number one well you know who that's liable to be Hey, Wagner.
2: Wagner. Oh, yeah, of course.
0: A la going to Cushing and Grove two years ago. Oh, boy. <clears throat> but if you end up second, first off, you host a home game. You host You host the first playoff game. Yeah, then you'd go to probably Poto. What we saw Clinton do last year. Right. Hosting Bethany then had to go on the road to Poto. Or poss- or Ada, whoever wins that game more than likely. So ne- neither neither way has an easy... Second game. That's kind of a pick your poison, but I would assume you'd rather you'd rather not go to the defending state champs. If you could avoid it. No. Uh, Weatherford on the fast pitch softball field. They will play North Rock Creek tomorrow, 630. So the first two are in, uh, at Fire Lake, the last in, at OU on Saturday in the finals. They played North Rock Creek 6.30 tomorrow. That's the final game of the day in 4A. The others. Cash will play Newcastle at 4. Purcell and Poto at one thirty, And then Tuttle and Blanchard at 11. That's the fast pitch for a state tournament bracket. So, good luck to Coach Morris and the Lady Eagles tomorrow. <clears throat> All right, when we come back, we haven't even had a guess at the trivia question yet. Corey Seeger. Is it too hard? It's, I think... If you think about playoff baseball over the last twenty-five years, yeah, two of these game, two of these guys would jump to your mind as hitting stars. Programming note: We'll have Austin Literal tomorrow to talk about Oak City Chickasha.
2: He is with the help me with the paper Chickasha Star, something like that. Uh, I don't want to mess that up. We want to give that proper credit. I can look that up. Well, he does a great job covering them. Uh, in that surrounding area express star express star thank you
0: yeah he's all over the place
2: he is man follow him on twitter he is everywhere
0: yes he is so he'll be on first rattle out of the box tomorrow to talk about the big elks and the chicky shay fighting chicks right there nine o'clock right at first rattle out of the box we'll have austin literal on tomorrow i think he's been on before the, yeah, you like asked me it this earlier. Week?
2: I, th- I think I feel
0: like we've had him on. I think we have to talk about this game. So that'll be good stuff. It'll be a lot of fun to get Austin on with us tomorrow. All right, Jerry, go ahead. Yeah, It's your turn to gloat. But before you gloat, Corey Seager has reached safely three-plus times, at least three times, in the last five playoff games, tying the longest streak in the history of Major League Baseball playoffs. He tied with three... Different guys. Who are those three guys? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is one of them in 2002.
2: Um, Derek Jeter.
0: Hmm. No. Wrong side of that rivalry.
2: Oh, um, I don't know.
0: Maybe the most clutch playoff hitter of all time.
2: That played for the for the Red Sox. Yes. I'm drawing a blank.
0: Big Poppy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. David Ortiz. The third one is a little harder. But if you... Here's the thing. It'd been hard to get this one. But if you were a fan of a certain player or a certain team in the mid-90s, You will remember how impossible it was to get this guy out in that run for the Seattle Mariners. Was it Ichiro? No, it was before him.
2: Oh, man, I don't know.
0: Edgar Martinez. And how awesome he was hitting right behind Ken Griffey Jr. in the 1995 playoffs. You've seen the play, right? Line drive down the left field line. Against the Yankees, Junior slides in safely to win the division series to head to play Cleveland right in the ALCS. And who hit that line drive? Was it him? Edgar Martinez. Those are the three. Two of those guys were easily thought of if you just think about playoff bait, you know what I mean, like Big Poppy. And it wasn't even those early years. This was in 2013 when he did it. But you think of the you know o three o four when the Red Sox Yankees were at the height of its powers. You can get that J Max saying talking trash about Ken Griffey Jr. I'm not even going to read that text. I'm not even going to look at it. I, I know what he's saying. I don't even I don't even have to look at it. And guess what? His Yankees were the ones that were terrorized by Ken Griffey Jr. All right, Jared, go ahead and gloat about your Rangers. Well,
2: I'm happy. I'm happy. They won. Look good doing it, and they got. I think the the big thing for me is that they they got Evalde playing, pitching great. They got seven innings out of him. Bullpen wasn't horrible when they got in a pinch. He made another switch, got him out of the jam, and that's the recipe for this success: is getting quality starts and letting the bats do what they do, and that's happened. And now. The cherry on top of all this is there is real possibilities of Scherzer returning for the ALCS, and now they get the wait all the way to Sunday for game one, wherever that may be, and Scherzer could be starting that game. I think it's if you ask me, if you put a truth serum in me, I think it's going to be Montgomery. But um, I expect Scherzer to be on the roster or, or whatever and not inactive, and John Gray too. So the pitching is could be better or more uh, more dangerous. The rotation could be more dangerous in the ALCS, and if they can get seven innings out of whoever they put on the bump, and if the bats can swing it like that. They had three home runs last night. The crowd was electric. It's exciting. It's exciting.
0: Does it concern you that, that uh, Scherzer may come back?
2: It makes you wonder if he's going too fast, if he's forcing it. But I don't. It just adds another another arrow in the quiver, you know.
0: Oh, if him and Gray both, I mean, then you actually, if if they were healthy and they threw, you're seeing what the Rangers' formula was going into the season, and that is, great starting pitching and hit the baseball, and then get far enough ahead where your bullpen really can't screw it up. Right. No, and the what-ifs, now, if you've got DeGrom healthy and throwing like DeGrom does when he's healthy, you wonder if that Scherzer move is ever made. Oh, yeah. But because it was made, let's just pretend. Think about that, and even Montgomery also, but my goodness. That rotation is strong. If though you know, with with, the, with all those names being healthy, it's a crazy rotation that they could have had. Like I said, you, you know, if if things are rolling, maybe they don't make the Scherzer move, maybe they don't make the Montgomery move. But since they did, and now you can just think about plucking those guys and adding them to to what they already have, my goodness. Now I'm, I'm gonna need some truth serum in you. What would have been the most optimistic you could have been about the Rangers season before it started?
2: because I'm
0: talking about crazy optimistic, like everything falls exactly right. You don't get here, do you?
2: My optimism at the beginning of the year was, one, they couldn't have been as bad as they were in the previous two seasons. They they had too much talent with Seager and Simeon, then to get DeGrom – Heaney, Gray. They it couldn't have been as bad. So my optimum and honestly it kind of fell this way was wild card spot, exit the first round. That was my I was like, like just the, get to the postseason. Just like the that, that's the best you could have imagined. Yeah, just that's just like a stepping process, a stepping stone. Like, okay, that's the first step. Just get to the postseason. But as the season wore on, we saw how it worked, I and mean, there's I mean, they're one game away from winning the winning the West and but here we are. So it's ex- ex- it's exceeded my expectations by far. You know But what that I- was my optimism because I thought they, they, they're not in it. They're It's a win now mentality with those offseason acquisitions that they made with DeGrom and then the year before with Simeon and Seager. It's not a keep doing what we're doing. There's a clear approach. That they, GM change. They got Bo- uh, Bochi in there who's a winning skipper. So, my optimi- optimism was what I just said. Just get to the postseason. That was the expectation
0: for me. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You expected him to make the wild card. All right, like, most optimistic well, expectation. Optics, okay.
2: Optimistic expectation.
0: Because I think when we talked about it, like you're real- I was
2: more of a buyer on him than sellers. Well,
0: realistic was play important games, what, after the All-Star break or into August? Get in the conversation yeah. in August. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Be a part of that conversation, sure.
0: They did something that hadn't been done since 1990. You know what that is? What's that sweep an AL East team? Well, they did it twice. It's crazy. Yeah, this has to be a. I guess they didn't count the three. They, don't, series. they don't count yeah. the wild card series. Yeah, counting of starting well with like the division series or the championship series.
2: What what the Orioles are? With maybe not winning the division, but because I think the Orioles are like a year away.
0: Yeah, I take the Orioles. Uh, th- that's like, what next was, year
2: they might be the favorites, according to Vegas.
0: Yeah, I you I, see I, what, I'm what I am saying? Here is what I I think the Rangers are on such a roll that it was hard to stop them. But I think if those two teams play ten five game series, I actually think the Orioles win more than the Rangers do.
2: Well, it helped that the Rangers got out to. Huge lead on Sunday yes, and then just held on to it.
0: Kind of got the one on, on Saturday, held on yeah, to that snuggled, one 3-2. Snuck one out yep. on
2: Saturday and then got to a big lead and held on to yep. it. But they're just and, swinging And I it. really had Ooh. no doubt with them coming back to Arlington for the first time in over two weeks, first postseason game in Globe Life that involved the Rangers team, that that crowd would be jacked up. Yep. They got a Valde on the hill. I thought, they, this has, they have to win this game. There's no way – they can't have a – and then they came out firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it's exactly how I thought the script should have been written, and it, and, and they played it out. One hundred percent. Yeah, one
0: hundred percent. That's exact. Yeah, the yeah give give the crowd a reason to stay fired up early, which they did with five in the second, and then just kind of cruise from there. Did
2: you see the video? The someone's. Cell phone video of Garcia's home run. Yeah, the one that almost Coming hit their right, almost hit their camera. Perfect cameraman yeah. work, man. I mean, they just had the ball in the frame the entire time, and I thought, is he going to move? Is it going to hit the camera? What's going to happen? Yeah, and it did. was
0: clo- it was awesome. That was awesome. I did see that indeed. It's right. I mean, from way out there in left field stands <laughs> too. It's crazy how close it came. Uh, Houston looks like probably going to be the opponent in the ALCS as they stormed out to an early lead yesterday, knocked off the Twins in Game Three. So the Strows up two games to one. Uh we're just needing one out of two, one in Minnesota, then back in Houston, if it were to come to that. Uh sure Minnesota has a chance, I guess. And if they got to game five, I wonder if they would get back to uh God, what was the guy that pitched game two? Oh, he was awesome from Minnesota. Pedro, is it Pedro? Ah I had a name written. Lopez. Have, yes. Pedro, is it Pedro Lopez? That's not right. That's the guy that come. That would Pablo. Come. Pablo. Yes. Say so Pedro Lopez. He would come play in the KECO. <laughs> in the horse race, a couple times. Yeah. So I mean that. So I guess the twi- if you're the Twins, got to win Game Four, obviously, to keep it going. But maybe you have a better chance in Houston than you than you would think with with uh, with Lopez going in Game Five. Will the Braves get a? Will the Braves get back home?
2: Hmm. Good question. They play today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, three games today. Both game. NL games and then game four of Houston, Minnesota.
2: Man, they sure like to get back home. I feel like they have an incredible home field advantage when they do. So is Philly, right? I don't know. They, I don't even know. Who's Atlanta throwing?
0: Today's matchup. I had this on the report. They're
2: not. Re- they're refusing to say who.
0: Oh, they don't, They haven't named a starter According yet?
2: According the ESPN, it's still undecided.
0: Aaron Nola going for Philly. Yeah, sure enough, it's a... It's nobody.
2: I like all the underdogs winning, so I'll say no.
0: I don't know that they're going to get back to Atlanta. I don't think so. And then that'll mean 300-win teams... Don't get out of the Division Series. Taken for granted that Dodgers lose to, to Arizona. Dodgers, you know, World Series in 17, World Series in 18, winning one of those. Since then, let's look at what they've done. In 2019, they won 106, and they lost in the NLDS to the Nationals. 2021, they won 106. They did make it to the uh, NLCS loss to the Braves. 2022 won 111 and lost in the division series to the Padres. And then this year, another 100-win season, and it looks like they're going to not get out of the division series again. With some of the losses, they've have they, have they kind of become a regular season. We, we talk about this a bunch in the NBA, not as much in baseball just because the season is so long, but – with some of the losses that they've incurred, have they just kind of become a team that can rack up the regular season wins, but they're not necessarily built for the postseason? Now, in between there, they had a World Series title, yeah. but it was in a sixty-game season. So who really cares? It doesn't even. It almost doesn't even matter with what baseball really is.
2: Right. Yeah. That you hear about teams that are built for the postseason, and maybe the Dodgers just aren't it.
0: They I, used to be. They used to be,
2: but then you got guys like Hershaw just completely folds when it comes to playoff time
0: yeah i mean he's always he's been the constant and he always kind of has but they've you know think about some of the guys they've lost with turner Seeger, yeah bellinger yeah that were those household names back when they were making you know back-to-back world series appearances even though they lost them both but now it seems like maybe they're just more and then of some
2: a, of it's just a little bit of luck i mean you talk about hot teams I mean, Tampa Bay is one of those teams everyone was talking about throughout the regular season. And then here comes a hot Texas team. Now, Same thing about the Orioles and Diamondbacks are one of those teams too that they are a hot team right now.
0: And a lot of people wondering if that you know, the the wild card it's it's and almost, there's
2: some familiarity there. Just keep there that in is mind. yeah. And
0: both of these NL series play in division opponents. There's no doubt that, that I think that helps the team that came in in front through the wild card process. But also when you look at what's going on here outside of Houston there's a good chance that three of these four go down, division winners. And a lot of people are talking about the layoff that now has been created, You know, four, five, six games or six days to let those wild card series transpire. But then also I think, especially this year, if you look at the Braves and the Dodgers versus all these other teams, all these other teams were scrapping and clawing to the very end in the wild card race. So they've been playing playoff games for a month now. Or for sure, two or three weeks, whereas these others have been kind of coasting setting up their you know, they do get the advantage to set up their rotation, but man I think it's it's hard to match that intensity just bam right out of the gate mm-hmm. when you haven't really had to in quite some time so that's I, I think there's there's a lot to kind of discuss there and almost take sides of, depending on what that is so that's that's uh, pretty interesting pretty interesting debate I, I don't no one in the world thinks that the wild card's going away. Because of the intro, I mean, it's just a cool thing. You know, it's not like they're going to, it's not like it's going back to, well, it to adds- 1990, 1992 and you're going to have two divisions and a CS. You know what I mean? That, that's not happening.
2: No, the wild card, the expanded wild card when they, were, they did that, it, it adds to the intrigue during the regular season. When there's so many teams, when you add more teams into a playoff hunt, it just adds that intrigue. No, it's not going anywhere. I wonder if the scheduling, though, like the the schedule of games, because that's benefited the Rangers a lot.
0: Yeah, they the cut down. They cut down on a lot of the division games. You know, used to you played everybody what nineteen times. Yeah, that's been cut down tremendously. Yeah, you're playing but, everybody now. And, yeah, I'm playing everybody yeah. and not missing out on some guys on on from like the the interleague and all that.
2: Well, I meant more like the playoff scheduling. Oh feel like there's there it's benefited the Rangers pitching. We talked about that with the Rangers getting the two wins in Tampa Bay and would they start Montgomery in game 1 against the Os and they did not. Mm. But but it would have been like 4 days since his last start. It would have it give it made them think about it.
0: Here's what here's what's benefited the Rangers in their pitching and the schedule winning.
2: Well, of course. Not losing a game. Yeah, not extending a series. <laughs> That's exactly just, right. Just win.
0: Yeah, winning every game is what's helped set all that up. And uh, guess what? What yeah. happens again?
2: Eight more man It Eight happens more. again.
0: Now, do you true or false? I've got reports that you have uh, jumped in with the team and have written the amount of games left to win the World Series on your butt every day. Is that happening?
2: Are you, well, I'm not going to show you my butt, but no, I've not done that. You haven't gotten that far. I yet. may have been listening to Creed on the way to work, <laughs> <laughs> and I might still listen to Creed until this uh, thing's done.
0: Gonna- I think I've got a CD in my, in my folding case. you want to borrow an extra?
2: Maybe the first album. I like the first album. Yeah. The second album is too commercialized. The first album was awesome. But they had a higher sing-along, a Creed higher sing-along last night at the game.
0: Hanging out here on a Wednesday. Of course, it's fall break across the state of Oklahoma, so that means Thursday night football in almost every single location. Across the state, that'll be the case for the Big Elks as they travel to Chickasha, another important Class 4A District 1 game. We're joined now by head coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks. Coach, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well. How are you guys?
0: Doing well. Uh, last week, bounced back. It, it felt like that game against Cash was kind of a almost a crossroads, a season-defining. Either it goes this way or it goes that way. And man, did you guys come out and play really, really well in a 35 nothing win against the Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, we got after it. I think, you know, the thing that I was most pleased with was just how physical we were, Uh, you know, coming off a physical game previous to that. But then also really um, felt like we were more physical than we've been all year. And so that's always a good thing to see about this time of year.
0: It feels like some young guys are starting to kind of realize their role. You mentioned after the game, leadership felt as, as good as it has been all year. Talk about some of those guys that are kind of stepping up and stepping into the roles uh, and to fill the, the shoes left by the senior guys off of last year's team.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just kind of that time of year where <clears throat> everybody's starting to kind of settle into who they are and uh, who they need to be and who we want them to be. Um, you know, obviously uh, pleased with, with how, they, how things have gone. Uh, as far as a growth aspect, you know, I think we've just gotten better and better each week. Um, hopefully, we can continue to do that and continue to um, uh, push the envelope.
0: One guy that I've been especially uh, just amazed with in the way that he is taking uh, a, maybe a setback individually and turned it into a positive for the team is Catch. You know, everybody mm-hmm. knew about the the quarterback battle going into the year. Uh, Logan took that spot, but now. With the wishbone, he's able to get involved offensively, and then on defense, man, he seems like he is the captain out there at that middle linebacker spot.
1: No, absolutely. You know, Catch is an outstanding kid, an outstanding player, um, you know, and, and and really knew that we had to have him, you know, on defense. We, we couldn't go without him as being captain and, and doing things right on defense. But, um, you know, ultimately the game is about getting your best 11 on the field, and, and we felt like, uh, you know, having him fullback, having him – you know, be able to do some different things offensively really gave us a, a, an edge in, in some places and in some ways. Um, you know, obviously he's a phenomenal kid, great character, um, willing to do whatever it takes for the team. And so, you know, you love those guys and and and, and obviously, yeah, he is our he's our leader on defense. And so, um, just just a great kid, really really happy and proud of him.
2: Uh, staying on the defensive side, that had to feel really good on Thursday night playing against a team that had put up fifty plus points in their two previous games and and you guys come out shut them down pitch the shutout talk about particularly the defense and um how you feel about uh their performance
1: yeah you know i think maybe as much as our offense has grown um i think you could say the same thing about our defense. Our defense has just gotten better and better um you know really played really well against you know clinton the week before um just a couple things there at the end of the third quarter maybe the fourth quarter where we that we shouldn't have gave up but we did um you know last week um extremely physical defensively against a pretty good, you know, cash team, cash offensive line and run game. Um, you know, so so really happy with that and, and, and just the growth that we've had and knowing that that was kind of the way that, you know, the season was going to be. If we can start hitting our stride week five, week six, week seven, you know, we're going to be tough. And, and so, you know, we continue to push for that and continue to push, you um, know, in all aspects of the game, you know, special teams uh, across the board. Um, and, I, and I think you can see that, that we're just we're getting better at, at each week that we play. Um, and if we continue to do that, continue to stay healthy, you know, we're, we're going to be tough.
0: You know, the physicality of the game, it, w- it wasn't like you knocked the ball loose on one of the six turnovers, but how much does that physicality up front, maybe making the quarterback rush throws, contribute to then in the back end, your guys being able to make plays on the ball and, and end up 6 nothing in the turnover battle?
1: Well, I think it's huge. You know, you, you can, you know, we played that game, and then you can go and say that you know you look at the Red River rivalry game. Um, you know, before Venables, they've always had a big emphasis on creating turnovers. That was kind of the mo for Lincoln Riley. Well, they didn't happen. Why? Because they weren't overly physical. I think that the physicality that that you bring to the game just allows allows for mistakes to be made at a higher uh, clip and so you know i I felt like we were extremely physical on offense as well um and and extremely physical on defense i think you know you several times you go back and just look at blocks that different people made uh runs that different people made and and just man we just we did we were extremely physical at, at almost every position um and and so that's winning football that's that's the same way it's just been the same um been the same mo for the last three years so um continue to do that continue to get better at that um and
2: and stay healthy you took the words out of my mouth about being physical on the offensive side too it looked like you were taking the fight to them um let me ask you you know with offense and defense was that there's been a lot of really good games this year albeit some of it come up on the short side but was that the most complete game your team has played this year both offensively and defensively
1: yeah absolutely um you know, not to the special teams were outstanding as well. Yeah. Um, you know, Coach Thornton, Shane Thornton's done an outstanding job with them. You know, even go back to the surprise onside kick, to the, um, the, the kick returns, the punt returns um, have all been really, really good this year. And, and um, you know, I think the biggest thing Friday night was start the second half, they kick off, we fumble it, well, we do a great job, we get a stop. Um, backed up, and then on the second play, I think, of that drive, we have a 30-minute intermission um, because, you know, the, the mm-hmm. kid got hurt from cash, which, you know, I did hear that he's going to be just fine. Um, however, at that point in the game, there's only about five minutes left in the third quarter, and everybody at that point is just going, let's just get out of here healthy and let's go home. Um, and so, you know, you every, the emotion drops, the all the things, the intangibles of the game, especially when you're winning 35 nothing. I think it really kept us from um, – you know, I told I told Coach Josie I said we are going to be very vanilla now. We're not going to do. We're going to get try to keep mm-hmm. it all in a realm that we can just control it and get out of here thirty five nothing. Um, so, you know that that you can say this or that's a little disappointing, but whatever. But um, thirty minute intermission for a kid and it's got to be carted off on a you know that's it just is what it is and I'm glad he's okay, um, but. But other than that, I it was pretty it was pretty spotless for us.
0: Yeah, it almost goes from a forty-eight minute game to what a thirty-minute game. with yes. when that happened, and you know that last eighteen minutes or so, just kind of like you said. I mean, we were talking about it like both teams. You could tell just let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, after seeing you know that that became almost more important, and then it's kind of yeah, it was just like running out the running out the string at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look to, uh, look ahead at uh, Chickasha, two and one in the district. Uh, obviously, Murphy gone off of last year's team, the what two thousand yard rusher uh, from a season ago. But quarterback back, Rayburn's got some athletic ability, both with his arm and with his legs. Defensively, what are you preparing for from the Chickasha Fighting Chicks?
1: We got pretty much all of it. You know they've got some they've got some really good skill kids. Um, you know their offensive lines really good. Seventy two and seventy one really stick out on film. They're big, uh, strong guys. Get hands on you, can cause you some problems. Um, you know, the tailback, they run two guys back there, number one and number eight, and both of them look extremely explosive. Um, you know, they're, they're good. They're athletic. They're a good football team. Um, you know, you you don't you don't have a winning or 500 record at this point in the season in 4A if you're not pretty good, um, especially if you play a pretty decent non-district. So, um, you know, they're going to present lots of trouble for us. You know, they're going to play an odd stack or a forefront, which – you know, again, we don't necessarily know exactly how they're going to line up to us, which causes problems in and of itself. Um, you know, so however – but however we, we, we show up, we play physical, uh, I like our chances. Health-wise, how are you? We are we're, we're came out Friday healthy or Thursday healthy. We're we're, we're we're good. We You know, Ty Jameson's still been out with the ankle or calf. Um, hopefully get him back in a couple of weeks, help add some depth in some places, but – um, we're as good as we can possibly be right now.
0: oh good I was afraid twenty eight was it he just because of the score well, able to he was
1: him? he was still a little banged up from the uh, week before okay. um, <coughs> excuse me, you got a deep a deep tissue bruise in the thigh um but he's he, he's you're not gonna take twenty eight off let's say if he, if you <laughs> of those guys that maybe
0: missing a leg he needs to be out he's
1: there. A, he's a tough sucker
0: <laughs> uh you know this game last year felt like kind of the springboard too you know, mm-hmm. really being a complete team and then, you know, on through to a district title and then some semifinal run. Uh, it almost feels a little bit the same way. Coming off that win against Cash, really great game. It stopped the losing streak. It's just been a long time since that Bridge Creek game with the schedule fell or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much is this another opportunity to really kind of start to fine-tuning this thing into a machine that can do some damage in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I think I think every week is, is that way for us right now. And, and so we're um, – you know, I think last week we really established who we are and who we want to be, even off, even defensively. Um, you know, there's some things that we we were playing with. You know, had to get out of a three front. We, we we moved to the forefront against Clinton, and you know, really probably should have moved the week before just to have game experience in it. And and so, you know, that there's just a lot of intricacies there that that when you're you're growing as a football team, you have to to work through. Um, and, and and ultimately, you know. Um, if we, if we continue to grow and continue to get better and, and fine tune all the things that we now know who we are and what we're best at um you're right we'll, we'll, we'll be tougher than nails when it comes time um it just it just takes it just takes time to get there
2: um i got to i got to get your pers- your perspective kind of going away from high school football what do you think about that OU football game on Saturday as a coach what do you think in watching that game
1: i i, I thought it was a great game um you, you know, the, the the turnovers early, I thought, really helped the Sooners. Um, and, and just the fact of, you know, I, me personally, I would like to see them being a little more dominant in the run game. Um, I think that's the, 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 the long punts and the long, more your defense is out there, the harder it gets on you. Um, but, I, you know, Coach Venables is a, is, is a guy, I don't know him personally at all, but I, his story and, and all his things really pulling hard for him. Maybe more than I was pulling for the Sooners, I wanted, I wanted him to be successful. Even being a OU fan growing up, and just just wanted him to be successful. So very, um, I think that everything that he preaches and talks about, I think they're becoming what he says and preaches. Sure, it looks like it.
0: It's pretty wild if you if you want to take, make your mind go back, the similarities between the way the 2000, 1999 to two thousand season went and the way last year to this year when it's, it's all – it kind of gives, makes a hair on your arm stand up. Just thinking about the way those – outside of the injury, I mean, that 2000 team didn't have anybody ever mm-hmm. go down with an injury, and obviously Anthony here. But, you know, I know you, physicality is
1: mm-hmm. – Paramount. That game
0: was ultra-physical on both sides, and it always is because of that rivalry, I guess. But it seemed like this year it was cranked up, and I think a lot of it had to do with the OU side meeting that physical mm-hmm. challenge – with that guy on the sideline instead of the other.
1: No, and there's lots of there, there's lots of plays that were huge that, you know the the, um, Coach Hunt we were talking about it a couple of days ago the block by the left tackle on the touchdown pass where he blocks two people, mm-hmm. um, you know the, just the the differences between OU and what they've been recently really make really make a guy like me defensive guy happy because, you know two years ago that the, the pass Billy Bowen mm-hmm. breaks up that don't happen that's a right. touchdown, mm-hmm. um, and so you just the effort, the energy, the passion, all the things that Brent Venables talks about, uh, is start, you're starting to see what that really looks like. And, um, and that's awesome.
0: I just had a question here. You were, I saw you last night. Got to be happy with what's going on in the junior high with coach green and the way that those guys have started to develop and and look like they're ready to make some difference here in a couple of years as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, and, and you know, the JV, JV's playing well. Um, the future is very, very bright for Elk City football, and that's kind of what we've um, we've talked about since I've been here. We want to be consistently good. You know, we're not always going to be able to be able to win a state championship. However, um, that's the goal, and it hasn't changed. It, it, it hasn't changed at all. So, you know, continue to grow, continue to get better, and, and each year we'll just continue to reload.
0: Absolutely. Can we, can we
2: play on Friday next week? <laughs> I think we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh,
0: by the way, get ready for uh, a couple more seasons of back-to-back Thursday. I found that out last night as well. Thanks, Hunt. Yeah, that's say I'm it, sure it's out of his it, hands. It benefits us all if we'll let it benefit us. Play Thursday, go down to Dallas on Friday. We can all be in that stadium yeah, that makes, the next two years. Yeah, yeah. If you just let it benefit you, it can. <laughs> coach Maynard, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good luck to the Elks tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely, thank y'all. That uh head coach Zach Maynard. Remember tomorrow, Austin Literal. Chickasha Express star be joining us former Elk City boy he's a busy man but he's got enough time carved out to talk about the game from the Chickasha perspective in the morning everybody have a great Wednesday we have to put some rocks in your pants tomorrow that wind's supposed to be howling that might be a thing for the game too Could be. everybody have a great Wednesday you've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available Thanks for listening.
2: That ball is blistered to right. Wow. Way-